Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I heard you went to a conference this past weekend. How was that? How was returning to school after that? Um, school was not that fun. But the conference was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's great. I'm also <laughs> echoing. I know. I can hear it. And it's going to oh, bother it. me. It's going to bother me, too. I don't know why that's been happening. A lot of technical difficulties with Anchor. <laughs> Let's figure this out. But I do like Anchor in general as a medium. I mean, we kind of have to say that. Because <laughs> it's our primary. I don't listen to much on Anchor. Just... But, like, podcasts ones that are on Anchor, they're distributed everywhere else as well, you know? Yeah. I just oh, go onto the podcast app, like, of Apple. Yeah, so do I, so do I. But occasionally I'll come onto Anchor. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do like it for recording, especially because me and you are in different cities, and it's hard for us to, like, sit down together and talk. So this makes it a whole lot easier, and the audio is so much better than what we used to do, which was record audio from the laptop and merge live audio and feedback. it was a mess it was absolutely messy i think you've stopped echoing um uh, nope check check no you're still echoing i think my, my echo wasn't as bad because i turned the sound down okay yeah <clears throat> i'm also recovering from flu-like symptoms for like the fourth week <laughs> yeah so, uh, if you hear sneezes and whatnot uh, yeah, you get sick easily. I do. It's really bad. I I'm feel like bad. I have a lot of health problems, but I don't actually get regular illnesses. You know, but it's not even me, though. It's the people that cough on me during lecture. <laughs> like, other people get sick, and then I get, a, I get sick as a result of it. Like, I never get sick because I'm just, like, out in the cold, you know? Mm-hmm, it's because mm-hmm. I went to school, somebody that I sit with is sick, they coughed on me, or they, like, like, like I don't know, they, like, Speaking looked at which, me. I'm not a risk taker at all, I'm really wuss, which we'll talk about eventually, Same. but this guy beside me sneezed in the middle of lecture, and I said, bless you, and I felt so powerful. Bold move. Did he say anything else after that? He He waited a few seconds, and he was like, Thank you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just said that I did that. But like for me, taking risks has been a very big challenge. And that's why I'm not out of but that's why I'm not out of my shell yet. But for you, you took a big risk this weekend. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that big, but for me, it's very big. Yeah, I'm not gonna like belittle myself and be like it wasn't. It was just like a cool experience. So okay, so tell me about it. Like, what, 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 what did you do? Yeah, so basically, um, this organization, so a club at my school, they host um, a conference every single year in a city. This year happened to be in Ottawa. Um, and so we went as a club together. If I sound a little weird, it's because the echo is really bothering me. But we went as a group. I didn't really know people in the club too, too well before. Like, I had a couple of friends, so, like, two friends that are also in the club. But besides that, we didn't really know everybody else that was going. And it was just, like, it was really good, you know? Like, we left 
pretty late. Um, and we got stuck in really bad traffic. Like, of course, because it was... Heavy snowstorm. Yeah, Thursday, rush hour, going past Toronto, you know. Like... Welcome to Canada, minus <laughs> yeah. 25 degrees. Yeah, it Celsius. was really bad. Um, and we stopped twice. So, I mean, that's kind of why. But on the ride there, we played Mafia. It definitely, like, opened everybody up. We played that one game where you find, like... Oh, I can't hear my echo anymore. Um... Oh, I know why. It was because I know of why. your thing? It was because of, what is it? My laptop. Okay. That's, <laughs> that was the echoing, and I was like, oh my god. Okay, problem okay. solved. Anchor's pretty great. Yeah, Anchor's not great. Anchor we love you. <laughs> it's not Anchor's, not Anchor's fault. It's Mary's laptops. My bad. You didn't mute your microphone. Oh, is that why? No, like, my whole thing is mute. Like No. I had to mute you. You're okay. not mute. Go check that out. It was out. my fault. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so my laptop was giving feedback. Whatever. We are here now. Yeah. No more echoing. Yep. Um, okay, sorry. Continue. No. And then we play that game where you, I think we should play this too, where like you find a similarity between every person, you know? So for us, it was like, oh, everyone's been outside of Canada, basically. And we all talked about, like, traveling, and I got to know, like, some of the people who came here, like, in different ways, you know, and where else they've traveled. A lot of people have, like, I mean, I think everybody has been to, like, places other than the States, too, which I thought was quite cool. Like, people had traveled, you know, all around, but that also opened up, like, just explaining your life, you know? Mm-hmm. so it was quite cool and then we bonded over mafia i was like super into it and they were like why and i was like i watch jk party for like a living like i have wanted to play mafia for like ever and ever and it was really good um i think it was just it was a really good way like to get to know the people that were going or like at least just get a gist mm-hmm. um and then we all ended up in like this really cute hostel and ottawa like you are crazy because we got there and the snow was I mean it's kind of like what it is right now in Toronto but um no but it's bad in Ottawa it was bad and it was really cold and I was getting like literally off the bus like somebody was getting off before me but I could see outside and as I was telling the driver like oh thank you like these this couple was just walking down like you know like it's kind of like a slope where the Mm -hmm. hostel was but, like, we're, like, at the bottom of the slope. So they were walking, I guess, from the hotel or other hostels. And they, like, one of them fell. And then the other one fell. And it, I was like, wow. <laughs> this is, like, a great way to welcome everybody. Just um, welcome yeah, to Canada. Yeah, the hostel was really cute. There were two other people that were living there. Or, like, there. This girl who's um had to go to, like, I don't know. She was there for, like, paperwork, and then there was another student there who I talked to for a bit. It was really cool. Um, and then we, like, kind of just started the trip. I mean, that day, like, everybody was super tired because it's just, like, a really long time on a bus and sitting still for a while. And then the first day, basically, it started off with, a like, a panel. Oh, and it was, like, super early in the morning. Like, you had to wake up at, like, 7 o'clock, basically, which is kind of like school. <laughs> Um, but we went there to the Delta Hotel, and then they had a panel, 
and they had breakfast then they had a panel they like introduced you know what wusk is about and everything and then they had a panel about different activists working in all parts of canada so there were like two from eastern or one from eastern canada two from quebec and then one from like the west and so they're all involved like differently uh, one of the girls she was like tackling homophobia another was tackling racism another was talking about i think mental health but it all kind of geared towards like um female empowerment so they work like particularly with young girls and just like the female population in general but it was it was really cool because i mean they're also students you know like pretty young i mean they're They're, in their 20s they have their careers to plan for and yet they still find like the time and the energy to be activists and to fight for what they think is right yeah so that was pretty interesting i found that panel like really like really interesting you know um and there were, like, some interesting, because you can ask comments, like, at the end, and uh, people saying, you know, like, do you identify, like, you know, how do you identify, or how do you feel about the word, like, feminist, and they all gave their, you know, their, like, take on that, because as much as there were females, there were also guys in the audience, but, I mean, every, like, all the guys that I met, they were, like, pretty different, like, you know, like, actually acknowledging and wanting to do something, because, one of the questions that was brought up is, okay, like, as males, like, what can we do? You know, if we want to help, mm-hmm. what can we do? And so that was very interesting, too, to hear their take upon it. Because it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you should feel bad. They were just, like, just work together. And one of the things that people, <clears throat> the panelists had brought up was just listen. Like, that's the most important thing. Listen, listen to the other side, you know. Listen, and then I also feel like listen is one thing, but also, like, stand up is another thing. Yeah. Like, don't be a bystander. Yeah. That's, that's also another thing. If you see something wrong, say something, you know. But like, I mean, that's, that's easier. Own, I, that's its own epidemic. Yeah, that's easier said than done, but... Of course, of course. Um, I think just having people be open to even, like, being like, oh, yeah, I acknowledge that there's a problem because the people that I know, like, family, friends... Not many friends, because I think in college it's just different. But, like, family friends or guys that I grew up with, like, it, it's very different, you know. Because it's almost like it's an ar- archaic thing for them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, oh, it's not this generation. And as much as it's not this generation, it still is, you know. It still is. It's a real issue. <laughs> and I was yeah. talking to one of my guy friends, and he was like, oh, there was a uh, this group of guys outside of my door and they were um, being really disrespectful to this girl and he was saying like I felt so bad for her and like I like that's so rude of them to talk of, about her this way but then he didn't really do anything about it he was just complaining about it the entire time and I said you were sitting inside of your house letting this happen and yeah. you were complaining this entire time that this is g- what's going on but you did nothing to stop it I know it's a lot easier said than done yeah but um just criticism moving forward and the other like the panelist from the east um like eastern canada sorry she was also talking about how listen and also perspective you know mm-hmm. um understanding that she i mean she brought up many good points because i mean these problems are so like multifaceted you know um she was saying how like as a western like straight female i mean i can be a feminist but i can't be a feminist for i mean you know, for her point was, 
I can't be one of those people who only stands up for um, um, female who are straight and from the West. That's not the point of it. The point no. is that we want all equality, women. equity for all women. And I thought that was very important because mm-hmm. I think when we're like, you know, when, when you're like so passionate and being an activist, it's really hard to um, think like in general, you know, because you're like, no, my fight's important. It's important that in Canada, we have more people, we have more female representation and we have um, females earning the same amount of money, you know, we want them to be treated fairly at, in the workplace, outside of the workplace. But we need to know that this is, this is not just for this place, this town, it's for all women. Um, and yeah, I thought that was very, like, that was a very powerful point. Yeah. So like, I basically, it's not just like white activism. Yeah, it's... I basically took away, um, like, be open, like, listen, that's like the most important. Listen, understand perspective, and and think like the whole point was because one of the questions that was raised is I'm so passionate, I feel so motivated. What can I do? And the whole point was, if you're gonna fight, know what you're fighting for. You know, like that was mm-hmm. the whole point of it. Yeah, like because I feel like right now in university, like, we all have something, or no, not everybody knows what they're working towards, but we do have. A strong belief system and we also are exploring other mm-hmm. things like we're learning so much more and I talk to you about this all the time but I'm reading more on politics economics business humanities like I just want to know more about the world so I can properly like be a member of society be a functioning member who knows what's going on and can help contribute and I feel that's important and a lot of people right now or like the people I've met it's either they they turn a complete like they what is it they turn a blind eye towards the problem just because there's so much suffering in this sector i don't want anything to deal with it i just won't look at it acknowledge it see no evil hear no evil think no evil kind of situation and i don't know how healthy that is because there's so many things that i'm reading and it makes me so sad it makes me really sad like this is the reality of the world but i still want to know more because the more i know about it the more i can actually fix it i won't always go into depth with all of this information because sometimes it's too heavy for me and it's hard for me to understand but i'm trying to get to that point where i can be okay not okay okay is not the right word but I can properly intake this information and do something that can help out. I don't know if I phrase that coherently, but no, yeah, that's that, the point. I think that's also what people are talking about. <clears throat> and that was more like what the second day was more focused about. Like how, yeah, basically what you said. They were just, they were basically talking about that as well. Um and then I can't really remember. Oh, and then after that, so that's kind of like how the day started, and it was super powerful. I think, um, just the way that it started, you know, like you're having these conversations with people. I think for me, it's also like always being like, oh, I need to do something. How do I do it? You know, like mm-hmm. I'm motivated. I feel inspired enough, but like, what's it actually going to take for me to? make a change and I think hearing just how small these people have started like these girls they just started off as like volunteers um for different organizations and then they kind of just like lead like um small events in their community to promote 
or to make people aware of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just becomes bigger and bigger because more people hear their story and then, you know, like they get the attention of news and media and they have a platform. But I think it's just like understanding that small, starting on a small scale is okay, you know? Um, and that's like what they talked about. Um, then we went on to like, it was kind of like you can choose where you wanted to go. So they had a bunch of things like events happening around the around the hotel and I chose to go the first one was about basically um and Nepal helping the crisis with the country because it suffers from massive you know migration and um brain drain so what they were finding was because there's so many people leaving the country mostly men whoever is left are you know the women and the young kids so what the um, NGO has done is they've decided to train the um, the females and the government has been able to kind of subsidize them for certain skills so like if if the woman knows how to like um, plow like her land you know the government will kind of like subsidize them and be like here this is how much you get for working on this land so that the females are bringing income as well and that's empowering them and now they're coming into like um, just in their town, kind of becoming leaders, and you see yeah, more... Yeah, they're joining the workforce, if you will. Yeah, and more and more of them are becoming more empowered, whereas before, I mean, um, it wasn't a thing, because the men would be doing all the jobs, but because so many of them are forced to leave the country, um, the females are really stepping up and becoming really, like, active and important members in their communities, and that only, what that only does is when one, one like, community sees that happening in a different community it only like empowers the other females so they've kind of been um starting in like small rural places and then having people be like hey you know so and so has been doing this now they're kind of running this in their town they're helping to build schools you know um and like kind of have laws they're regulating the laws we can do that in this town so it's been like a lot of female empowerment and then also trying to give incentives to the children you know making sure that education is accessible but also giving them certain skills and tools that will help them actually join the workforce so that there is an incentive for them to stay and they were saying they've been somewhat successful but right now it's kind of been more of a like kind of like rebuild after the earthquake because you're still feeling the effects of it and Mm -hmm. now they're kind of going into implementing um, a different structure where they can they're kind of past the rebuild stage and how now they can just form a structure and kind of you know Make sure that it continues. Yeah, build up. Um, And that was really, it was really cool, you know, meant a lot to me. And seeing someone who actually works locally with the committee was really interesting. Um, And that we kind of just had like, like at the end they were like, oh, we have, you know, like how would you, um, as if you were an NGO, um, how would you help? What do you think would be important? So it was really cool because you cut you partner up or make groups with people all around the world so we met people from like the east coast like someone from dalhousie people from waterloo there was one person from i believe it's a university in manitoba it's like brandon university um and we all were just sitting down and kind of like pitching ideas you know and i don't know it's just really cool to know that people 
care, care. about similar things. Yeah. For and me, also feeling like anyone in this room can be the next person to do that, you know? Like, they might be their activists in their own ways, and yeah. No, I was gonna say, for me, what's most interesting about, like, your experience is finding other people that are young and who care so much about these kind of things. Because from the way I see it, a lot of people don't care. A lot of people don't even care to learn about it, or people are just unaware, and they... I don't know. I don't know. See, the thing with with my school that I think is super unique is almost everyone is an activist in their own way for something that they're super passionate about. Like, I think there's been a... Like, there, there there's a rally, like, every single day here. Like, people are super into what they're passionate about. And maybe living in, like, a hippy-dippy kind of city, it, like, helps that a lot because people care that you know, my school's, like, um, investing in fossil fuels. They don't like that. Why? Because it's really bad for the environment. Why do we need bad money? Like, you know, when there's there's people who are actively always activating. Um, what is it called? Not activating. I can't actively? think of Actively? Yeah, or... they're, like, actively, you know, speaking about it. Like, I see it almost every single day. And then you have other clubs who, you know, were super, like, um, huge on gender identity and you whatever you identify with that is okay and the school has made it super open for people to just identify any way that we want you know and there's always those people like every single day I think I see some sort of event that they're running or some sort of like um yeah basically event that they're running in in like the main building See, that's so... what I like about your school. Whereas, I guess, it, this is not for, like, everybody at my school. This is not. This is just my experience. I just feel like people don't care about anything. Like, there are, cert- there are small clubs, but they don't gain enough traction. And even yeah. the events end up all being flops. And there's not... There, there are no big events. Yeah. They're just tiny funding ones. And I feel like the biggest event at our school are fundraisers just because someone wants to buy food or someone wants to buy succulents or it's some type of incentive to join the conversation mm-hmm. yeah I think that's my school just has that in environment and I kind of know that it's unique to it because I've been on other campuses I've also known of other people who talk about their campuses it's super active here um but that doesn't mean that there aren't people who don't seem to care. But I do think we have a lot of people who who are very outspoken, you know, about whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. Um, and but then seeing also... that, yeah. No, no, after you. No, no, I was just going to say, like, seeing that in the conference, again, equally as cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But so me being over here, seeing people not care what's up, sometimes I just question, like, how do you not care about anything? Yeah. Because I don't know exactly what I care about, but I do care about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I care a lot about just humans and human rights and things like that. And other people just couldn't seem to... Yeah. I don't know. So, one of the interesting things which I was telling you about already... So, this was the second... I'll just quickly tell you about the other things that happened that day, and then we can, like, go back up to this. But, <clears throat> um, basically... The first day, so we had the sustainability, rebuilding Nepal, and then I went to one huge thing about basically media and why um, 
having moderators is super important because, again, we need to be able to listen to the other side. And in a climate where everything is so polarized and everyone gets offended by everything, we're not willing to listen to the other side. Mm -hmm. So this basically this publication broadcasting network um they just they have these these moderators which when they publish different articles that are kind of taboo so like for instance they have this whole campaign in the middle east where i think it's just called love or or yeah i think it's something just love um basically just talks about like different forms of love so there's like heterosexual homosexual and you know everything else all spectrum yeah all spectrum they talk about it all but in a place where in the middle east or in certain parts of africa where this isn't really talked about they got a lot of heat for it but what they found was a lot of youth were actually the ones that were engaging with this content and so the government that had kind of been like, hey, we don't like you doing this is now really supporting it because they understand that the people that are like the future, you know, that's kind of taking on the country is going to be or are going to be these kids. And so it's been a good way for them to people to really start having an, a more open discussion and all because of this, like, you know, these people that are moderating it. Yeah, like, um, give people the choice to know all of this yeah. information. And basically, I mean, I'm going to do a really bad job of, like, what they actually do. But, you know, like, when you go onto certain web, like, articles, you go onto, um, like, the comments. Their job is basically to kind of identify if it's a troll. Um, and they try to moderate that. And because if it's someone who's just, you know, I, I mean, it's a really hard job they were talking about because either they, like choose to engage with the person ignore the person or like um kind of like like their comment and have it like come to the top so that more people can see um it's really hard because you can't really identify a troll you know um but these trolls they come in with a specific agenda and it makes the environment like a lot harder for people especially young people to have a conversation in so, but if they see certain comments that they feel like they should engage in, then they'll, like, open it up and other people can comment onto that person's post. And what they find is, like, there's no harm in that because you're having people listen to the other side. And you're even, having a conversation. Yeah, and even if the person that originally commented something that was super hateful or, you know, they completely missed the topic of the article, they're more aware and willing to listen to the other side even though they can say hey I don't believe in this but I acknowledge that you believe in this you know mm-hmm. and I think that's all we need like not everybody needs to be on the same page it's just having that decent respect yeah for... you have to understand where other people <clears throat> come from yeah like so... having a conversation I feel like having a conversation is so so important because especially now everyone gets so easily offended I feel like just be not just because let's say someone says something offensive but it is clearly just what they believe in and it offends me i have to understand why they believe in that because sometimes people say things that they believe in but they don't really mean to offend other people you know we just take it as an offense because we happen to be in the category of people that they are criticizing yeah um and i took a bunch of notes but if i like get off of my phone i think the recording will stop (laughs) so i'm not gonna do it 
Um, but they had some really interesting things because even the whole thing with trolling, they talked about how it was used quite heavily during the elections and um Okay, so before we continue with this, what is what is the goal of the organization that you are a part of? Just so Oh, I have the WUSC? Like, my yeah. organization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you talk about what they do, but, like, I don't know exactly. I think the main idea is to raise enough awareness to get people to help <laughs> or do something about it. Okay. But the organization itself is, like, an NGO, so non-government organization. Um, and they just, they work on the 17... Um, sustainability goals that have been established um in different countries so they work on you know and they have different campaigns for all of them so they work on poverty and climate change and um you know decreasing world hunger and all of that so that's basically what they are they're pretty broad um the organization itself to what i know just runs campaigns to run awareness and then they run um I think they're also called campaigns so that they can bring in funds and then, you know, implement it into wherever they're working on. So they have like little projects um, all around the country, you know, working on whatever um, goal, sustainability goal um, that they want. But mainly they're focused in like, you know, Latin America. um, In Asia, it's mainly like Mongolia, Nepal, Sri Lanka. And then in Africa, it's... Um, almost all over Africa and they just work towards um yeah like ending poverty ending world hunger but trying to focus towards the 17 sustainability Mm -hmm. goals and then the second baby steps yeah and then the second part of it is the um student refugee um program which is what they run and they basically are able to pair a refugee with a university the um, refugee gets sponsored um, by the university to study at the university and then eventually hopefully get permanent residence in the country that they're studying in so that's that's their other main main um, goal or project yeah. yeah um it's really general it's super broad but, but still you, you almost there's so many people working at so many different things, you know, and it gets a little crazy. By how I like that people... it introduces conversation, though. Yeah, I think that's their main thing. But, I mean, even they've identified that it's a lot. Like, you know, it's almost like you're doing everything but nothing at all type of thing. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not doing nothing at all. They're doing a lot. But there's just so much to be done. And so it's really hard to explain that, you know. Mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. hard because even I was standing at like the club fair for this club I'm kind of like being there for the poster you know answering any questions people have and it's really hard for people to understand unless they go to this event I feel like because I had a deeper understanding of what these people actually do and I don't even know like 90% of it you know I feel like I only know like 15% so it's really hard to be like this is everything that we do and you know, you can help us achieve this. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that, like, the, that we have as a club, too. Like, trying to explain, hey, you know, like, you're, you're passionate about the environment. Yeah, come to us. You know, we're the club. Um, we're, 
there's like other clubs in the school that are specifically geared towards just climate change or poverty mm-hmm. you know whereas this club is everyone's voice is heard yeah so there's a lot of collaboration in my school because of that <clears throat> um man i look at your school and i'm like i go to such a sad school maybe you just think that i don't know because you maybe. said you miss club fair I did. I did. I was having to see professors that day. Yeah. So what a kerfuffle. But that's besides the point. So as as a university student, how do you think we should engage in topics like this? I honestly think that um, we cannot be afraid of conversation and also taking away the fact that, like, oh, I'm scared to offend that person. I think that needs to be, like, complete. Like, we need to be in an environment where you and I need to look at each other and be like, she's going to ask questions that might come off as offensive, but not in a way to offend. That's not the intent. The intent mm-hmm. is to understand, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important. And, and maybe it is done a lot, but I don't think it is. Like, I think, I think in the back of everyone's head... Or in the front. I don't know. People were just, you know, were... If I was to talk about that diagram, which I can't pull up. But, hold on. Maybe I can find it. It's a podcast. (laughs) Um, But that diagram was just so, like... I don't know. So interesting. Um, I think if everybody saw this diagram and was like, Oh, I fall under here and I'm working towards this how can I do this? If I can do this by having more conversations, then it's worth it. Like, I don't know. I think that's like one of the take backs. And then obviously with that, like everything that people said, like, you know, listen to the other person mm-hmm. under, try to understand their perspective, but also know what their perspective is and why they might not fully understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like just archiving other people's opinions. Whether you agree with them or not, it's nice to know what other people are feeling. Yeah, and also be like, I don't agree, but I respect that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We don't agree, but that's fine, you know? Because no, today I was talking to a girl and I made uh, a comment about how the current government and how, not just the government, but how like uh, the economy is going. And it made her so uncomfortable. And she was just she kind of dismissed it yeah and I was like uh, I just want to engage in some conversation but I get it if other people aren't comfortable then I'm not going to push them to that point I know a part of me is kind of just like man why don't you care you know like isn't it important to care I mean like what people say is true like young this is our world are, yeah young kids are the future generation like I don't know like maybe I just maybe I care too much I don't know because I'm not focusing on school enough. Okay, same. (laughs) But I feel like let's pretend that we are older and we're now a part of society. If we don't care now, we're basically just going to let older generations rule our generation by the time we're older. Yeah. You know? We're, oh my gosh. They're, yeah. We're so passive. I I don't, I don't, that's not how I look at it. Yeah, I look at it as like we're so passive that when we become the generation or the older generation or the generation that's leading we're not going to be open enough to hear the other person's opinion and that we know is detrimental 
you know mm-hmm. you know we don't want someone who thinks that their opinions are the only like correct opinions is not able to mm-hmm. see other people's perspective because if you can't see other people's perspective you don't understand what they're going through and chances are you can't help them you know that's mm-hmm. why people say we want more female representation in the government because no one knows what women want like a, like a woman, you know? Like a woman. Like a woman. Even though she might not, even though her viewpoints might lean left or right, she is a woman. She understands. She is still somebody's <clears throat> voice. She represents yes, exactly. somebody. She will understand more than what the opposite sex might understand, you know? So that's, that's what, that's what I think. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's totally valid to have someone to speak up and you know it's our generation we have to figure this we have to figure it out we have to be a part of this we have to be involved i also do think though, thing, like but... we're pretty we're pretty open though as much as people aren't having the conversations i think people are a lot more open to talk about things it's just a matter of like I... actually engaging in conversation yeah, I think it's we're open, but we're not engaging in conversation. So nowadays, yeah. people's views, they're becoming more and more progressive. But people yeah. whose views that aren't, aren't as progressive, I feel yeah. like people... Okay, I don't even know how to, like, properly... No, you almost don't allow it. People who are progressive, they can't look at yeah. these people who don't share their views. Because they're... They kind of say, oh, but we've moved so far this way. I don't understand how you're, far, like, this far back. Yeah. I feel like that's not a proper way to discuss it. Yeah. Because obviously, if the society's moving one way, you should mm-hmm. at least talk to other people who don't feel the same way to mm-hmm. figure out why and what we can do. And I don't yeah. know. And I where's don't, the I middle ground? Where's the middle ground? And why mm-hmm. don't they see this this way? And maybe we can explain some, like, misconceptions and they can explain. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because as a society, we've moved pretty far. Mm-hmm. As, as a society, but, like, as human beings talking to other human beings, I don't really think we've moved that far. Because mm-hmm. people are still so stubborn, and they don't, they don't want to listen. They don't want to learn. And I, we, yeah, sorry, I, I, I think I was going to take it a different way and kind of say that why people aren't having conversations is because we're so distracted. Like, yes. that was my takeaway from it, mm-hmm. is... <clears throat> Like like I say, I think people now are actually more like young generation is a lot more open than previous generation. Like even even people who are quote unquote conservative, I think they're actually a lot more open minded than we say that maybe people say that they are, but also way more open minded than their parents are. I don't know. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, but I think people are just so distracted that that like sense of conversation I mean it doesn't happen anyways right like the simplest form we've been talking about it like people being distracted by their phones on the bus like naturally you're kind of supposed to look at the person who sits beside you like smile say hey you might even have a conversation you know but it's not natural that's not normal anymore that it already takes away from like we can't even have those simple types of conversations that having something as big as this come up, I don't think that's something that's actually going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. There's just so many distractions. But at the same time, I mean, like, people, you know, you want to make sure that you first, you know? You want to make sure you're okay first before caring or even, like, 
what did I tell you about the fair trade um example? So with the whole diagram that I can't remember, but basically you have self care in the middle, the outer and then another outer bubble which is socioeconomic care, and then another outer bubble which is like caring for the world, and then another outer bubble which is like intergenerational. So the example that was given was like fair trade coffee, fair trade, like fair trade items, right? So our campus, my campus, pushes a lot of fair trade stuff because that is ethical. It's good for the environment. The people who have created these products, um, you know, whatever, distributed the teas, whatever it is, they are getting paid better for the environment. It's just ethical. But the problem is, is when you go to Tim Hortons or wherever, when you go to buy a cheap $2 coffee, you know, it's cheap. It's ideal for students. It's convenient. That's the thing. And so the people were saying how even though students um, cannot affair- afford like fair trade bananas, the important as the organ like the important thing is what the organization is saying is that we're still talking about it so that even in the back of their mind, they do have fair trade in their mind so that one day when they have enough money, and they can go and get, um, they can afford the other option that they do. That's the whole point, you know? Mm-hmm. That, and that's why people are kind of stuck in the self-care. It's because they barely, I mean, so many people can barely care for themselves right now, you know? Like, people are, some people are living, like, are barely living, like, financially. Yeah. So, like, my dad's always saying, my dad has this weird saying, I don't know how to exactly replicate it um i'm not going to become a doctor by the way but he always says what good are you if you're a doctor but you're dead and you can't help anybody so there's no point yeah. of you getting a degree and helping others if you're going to be dead by that point so you have to make sure that you take care of yourself so you can get to a point where you can help others because helping others is important but you yeah. can't help others like if you're exactly that's that's exactly what they're if you're saying. dead <laughs> if you can't help yourself first then how can you help others so you're not problem, in a position you know, to a lot of people if we're taking it with just how my campus does with a lot of these refugee funds the thing is is like you can get offended and be like oh this person didn't donate they could have just donated a couple of cents but that person isn't even able to take care of themselves enough you know, like, mm-hmm. we don't know what type of financial struggles. Like, some people, it's really hard to even buy a banana. Like, you know, like, it's People it's are trying hard. their best. Exactly. Like, people are trying to trying to have their own self-care um, to a point where they can help people. So, it's kind of like, we cannot look at the people who know, you know, who don't donate for these purposes um, in a way where we're like, oh, they should have. It's just mm-hmm. that they can't. And we hope that we're be empathetic spreading. to their situation, even though yeah. we don't know it. We're hoping that we still kind of engrave the message in them, being like, hey, these people need your help, that one day when they do have a dollar, they come and they say, hey, I have a dollar. That's the whole point, you know, of campaigning mm-hmm. and everything. Um, kind of having, having that in the back of your mind. So, and I think that just comes with, like, oh, like we're, we're just raising awareness, basically. It's a good first step. Yeah, at least at least raising awareness and even for us because we're still really really young and we're trying to get involved so hopefully as we grow older and more mature and wiser we'll be more integrated to this part of society and hopefully we can yeah. make a bigger difference I just want to tell you about um, two other things um, another panel that I actually went to was all about journalism and the importance of storytelling 
and again felt super inspired I was like maybe I want to be a journalist now <laughs> like super inspired because the people that they had come um that they had come on her I think their name was Omar and I know the theme like the woman's name was um Adrian and they worked for the national which are like pretty well known um <clears throat> like broadcasting companies here and so they both talked about like what they've done um and so Omar, his biggest, or sorry, Adrian's biggest report was for the Ebola crisis. So she was basically, I believe, in Libya and different parts of Africa, um, you know, reporting on this. And she was saying how it's still so important that we keep telling these stories because we don't want people to forget. Like, we don't want people to forget that there is still a crisis and that we still do need to help. Because right now, like, the news that you get is so saturated and it's so, like, it's whatever they want to tell you, you know? And she was saying that, she was like, we need to have more storytellers, we need to have more people, you know, going and going and listening to these people and, you know, continually telling people that these people need help. Because sometimes you you forget or you're like, oh, no, that's in the past, but it's it still might be something that's happening, you know? Um, and then Adrian, he actually worked at a mental health camp in Kenya, I think. And that was super important because it's like, you know, Western world is reducing the stigma, but Eastern world, I don't know if Africa is considered Eastern world, but Eastern world and like Africa, basically everyone else besides like the West, Mm -hmm. um, still have stigma, stigmatized, you know, mental health. And one of the boys that he'd interview I think was like 12 or 13 he was like he was like I thought I was crazy like people just called me the crazy person and it wasn't until I came to this camp that you know I realized that I actually have diagnosed like schizophrenia and a lot of hormone imbalances and it's because he's seen a lot through his life like his parents died when he was really young and you know all of these trauma. things yeah trauma but like and... trauma is not what causes all mental illnesses exactly but, but for his case that it's treatable you know like they brought mm-hmm. him here he's surrounded by people who who love him who care for him and might have had similar experiences because yeah, people um... tend to turn a blind eye to mental illness like yeah. just oh it's this or oh, it's that or oh i can't handle that that's too weird i'm uncomfortable yeah, and then another kind of tying into that whole thing is we had a panel of people who talked more about mental health, um, mental health, but like a part of the SRP program. So when when a refugee gets sponsored, they got <clears throat> they get um, brought into the university, and you know there's like um, students from the university who are part of like the WISC organization who like help them become their friend, you know, and then there's like the main person who's kind of like the staff a part of the university who guides them through different things and they were talking about how important it is for mental um um to talk about mental health amongst these individuals because like I can't imagine like some of these people they don't even talk about the experience that they've had because it's so traumatic you know Mm -hmm. like having that person that I know that couldn't go through the simulation because it was so traumatic for her because it reminded her too much of what reality was like mm-hmm. I mean it's crazy you know like uh, I know two people who, three people who were sponsored through the program and came to my university you can't tell anything they look fine normal happy smiling all the time mm-hmm. but I mean, more veterans talk- alike yeah and they were talking about like 
nobody actually knows the process of them getting accepted by the university and then coming to Canada. You know, that's how yeah. tough it is. And one of them was talking about how she worked. I mean, she was working like 12 hour shifts, getting paid like $5 an hour. Nothing. Because she was a refugee in a different country. She had nothing, you know. So it's like those types of things. And then how much they suffer, like PTSD, depression. They don't talk about it. <clears throat> Anxiety. No, it's not like it's not on them. Yeah, but it's not but even they don't talk don't... about it because before they didn't have an environment. And because where they come from, it might not even be like, uh, it might it might not even exist. Like that boy said, you might just be a crazy person. They don't talk about it at all. And so the panel was talking about how they've tried to introduce this into their students that have come to their university. And one of them was from Ryerson and she was she was really cool. She was like a huge advocate and I don't know, super cool. Because I think I want to apply to help um, and something that I want to do and I'm like trying to do the applications right now. And it kind of gave me like an idea of how complex the job is you know like what in kind of like what you want to do yeah something you want to pursue i think that's a good idea yeah but also like help the students that are coming next year because through my through my university like you can you can apply to be um a person that like you know becomes their friend buddy type of thing so yeah do what you can do to be an activist and like to make some type of difference you know or like just be be a good a part person. of it yeah i think it's nice to take time out of your busy day-to-day academic everything yeah it's so nice. that was like the whole takeaway that's nice it sounds like a fun experience yeah it was like emotional it was it was emotional it was inspiring it was fun like i feel like i felt everything. all the emotions yeah all the emotions but now you can see things in a different light. And I, I feel like your, your energy has changed a lot. Yeah. Coming back, you're more, you're more of a hopeful. But I also feel like you're hopeful because you know that there are some things that you can do to help. Mm-hmm. It's not just you against the world. It's you. And then you also met other people our age who are also in it. So it's you and them against the world. And it's not just you anymore. Yep. That sounds like Definitely. a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm less cynical right now. That's Hopefully good. the effects last, you know. <laughs> Let's keep it. Let's hope next week we will still have we will still have the same attitude and we can talk about this or something else or we'll see what we talk about. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So I will see you next week. Peace.